0: Chapter 32 of A King in Babylon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A King in Babylon by Burton Egbert Stevenson. Chapter 32 As I wiped the dust from my eyes, gasping, choking, half stunned, I realized what had happened the roof of the tomb had fallen in and creel yes there he was safe thank heaven with davis still dragging at his arm it was plain enough the heavy vault groaning under the weight of tons of sand which the winds of forty centuries had piled above it hanging by a thread since the removal of the supporting wall scarcely braced at all by the rude prop which davis and mustafa had hastily reared had been brought crashing down by the detonation of creel's pistol shot the debris hundreds and hundreds of tons of it filled the tomb from side to side the entrance to the inner chamber was irrevocably blocked whatever it was had flitted along that passage would never emerge again that was the thought which filled my mind as i stood blinking at the ruins i found myself murmuring thank god thank god thank god over and over thank god that horror was forever buried thank god no other ear would ever hear that beating on the wall thank god that age-long dream of vengeance must remain unsatisfied but must it and suddenly i remembered jimmy perhaps it had done its work with claw and fang perhaps Creel was already kneeling beside that body, flung limply on the sand, peering anxiously down into its face. "'Bring the light,' he called, and slipped a hand inside of Jimmy's shirt. "'He's not dead,' he added in a moment, his heart's beating. "'Let me see.' He took the torch from Davis's hand and turned it upon the unconscious face. There were ugly purple marks about the throat, but the chest suddenly rose and fell convulsively with a labored breath. We had been in time, but what was that dark spot spreading across the shoulder with a little cry creel tore back the shirt Almost before I realized that the spot was blood With his handkerchief he wiped the blood away in the top of the shoulder was a savage bite and just then Jimmy opened his eyes Where is she he gasped and his hand groped for the whip which had fallen close beside him found it and gripped it tight Where is she? And he thrust creel aside and sat erect lie still jimmy said creel you're too weak. I'm all right Where is she? She's gone said creel. She'll never trouble you again I'm not so sure of that Jimmy muttered help me up We raised him to his feet he staggered for an instant and pressed his hand against his eyes as though to conquer a sudden giddiness And then he straightened up and looked around I'm all right. He said again now where is she in the tomb isn't she yes said creel she's in the tomb i saw the convulsive shudder that shook jimmy from head to foot a shudder of mortal terror and then his lips drew away from his teeth in an ugly snarl and his grip on the whip tightened i'm going after her he said i'm not afraid and by god this time i'll finish it she can't get away in there it's no use said creel look and he threw the light from the torch over the towering tumbled mass of sand and rock she will never get out again for an instant jimmy stood staring as though unable to believe his eyes and then a great breath of relief shook him you are sure she went in he asked we all saw her i took two shots at her that's what brought the roof down jimmy's face was alight with triumph as he sent his lash cracking forward into the darkness Goodbye, tina he called "Goodbye. you're safe now for all eternity and he turned back to us and i saw how his eyes were shining i've won he cried i've won creel you don't know yet but you will his eyes fell upon the pistol butt protruding from the pocket where creel had hastily thrust it have you any shots left he asked yes eight let me have them creel hesitated an instant then placed the weapon in jimmy's outstretched hand He supposed I think as I did that Jimmy wanted to discharge those shots towards the imprisoned Tina Instead he thrust the pistol into his own pocket. Thanks. He said I may need it. I must hurry I've got a lot to do Wait shouted Creel as he turned away a lot to do What do you mean the first thing you've got to do is have that wound dressed what wound on the shoulder? You were bitten Jimmy glanced down his head awry and saw the dark red stain Bitten, eh? Huh? He laughed well, she's fond of biting Mustafa can tell you that and he sprang up the steps and out of sight What the devil is he up to creel demanded staring after him? I was a fool to give him that pistol he added half to himself Yes agreed Davis crisply. I think you were Somehow I couldn't help it creel explained and mopped his forehead there was something in his eyes But it's not the first time tonight Davis went on. Why didn't you shoot that ape? Look here professor said Creel swung full upon him On your word of honor now. Do you really believe it was an ape? Certainly I do answered Davis sharply a chimpanzee to be exact the mate no doubt of the one I killed last fall It didn't look like an ape protested Creel It looked just like that dried up blackened body. I saw lying on the floor of the inner tomb Great heavens man began Davis in a voice shrill with exasperation Do you realize yes said Creel? I realize the monstrous absurdity of it Nevertheless, I believe that is what it was so do I I burst in why you saw it both of you You saw a change to a woman to the princess you saw the shimmering garments. I saw the moonlight shining on its fur said Davis "'The rest existed only in your superheated imagination, son. "'Though I suppose you saw the lady, too,' he snorted at Creel. "'Yes,' answered Creel soberly. "'I did. That's why I couldn't fire.' Davis tossed his arms despairingly above his head. "'It's a breeder of lunatics, that's what it is, this moving-picture business. "'You're mad, both of you. It was an ape, I tell you.' "'Why don't you see?' he added excitedly. "'This makes it all clear.' no i don't see said creel doggedly it was the ape that was in that rear chamber it was the ape beat upon the wall it was the ape scratched alan creel stood staring how could it get in there he demanded i don't know perhaps the wall had given way or a bit of the roof fallen in there's a crevice somewhere and the ape crept in frightened by us perhaps and couldn't get out and it beat against the wall when it hurt us it would be half crazed with thirst but when we got the stone out we frightened it again and it hid away in a corner except for that one dash at allen and then as soon as we went away it worked that loose stone out of place and ran over to the well and then skirmished around the native camp looking for something to eat for it would be hungry of course yes and emaciated just like the body creel passed his hand dazedly before his eyes perhaps you're right he said I hope you are. It seems to hang together just the same. No, it's not picturesque, sneered Davis. It's not. And then we stood rigid, staring into each other's eyes, for from the direction of the oasis came the sharp crack of a pistol. Good God, groaned Creel, it's that madman, and he darted for the steps. Blood curdling visions flashed through my brain as I panted after him. I saw the princess in her cataleptic sleep i saw the spirit leave the body and float out across the sand and enter the inner chamber and that other body suddenly stirred and sat erect and rubbed its eyes and stole out of the ruins and back across the sand on its deadly errand and i remembered jimmy's shout of triumph i've won i've won you don't know how but you will and he had seized the pistol and sped up the steps what was it he had planned what desperate deed to rush in upon the girl to sit beside her pistol in hand and wait or perhaps not to wait not to let her waken but to press the pistol to her temple i am sure it was some such vision as this which urged the others forward too until we were all gasping for breath and then my heart leaped sickeningly for a shrill screaming rent the air the scream of a soul in torment good god panted creel again and paused but davis laughed mockingly another ghost he sneered or perhaps a banshee what is it then gasped creel it's just a camel howling snorted davis in another moment another took up the cry and then another we were quite close to the oasis now and davis stopped and stared with frowning brows toward the native camp where the camels were tethered we'd better see what is going on over there he said camels don't scream like that for nothing Surely those natives he broke off and hurried on, his lips compressed, and then we caught the murmur of excited voices, and another voice shouting commands, Jimmy's voice. The chanting had ceased. And just as we reached the first group of palms, a weird procession passed like a shadow before us. At its head marched Jimmy, with Mustafa a pace behind, then came three camels, and then the whole string of Fellahin they were headed in the direction of the tents he's gone mad said creel hoarsely he's starting a mutiny come on said davis we must head him off and together we dashed towards the tents we reached them first and were welcomed with gasps of relief by Ma creel and molly who were white and shaking he's been here whispered Ma creel he ran past into your tent and stayed there a minute and then came out and ran toward the camp Is the princess still asleep asked creel how do i know do you suppose i'd go in and then jimmy strode out from the shadow of the palms with mustafa at his elbow and the three camels towering behind him and the rabble of natives bringing up the rear creel went forward steadily to meet him good old creel i take off my hat to you what does this mean jimmy he demanded sternly and from his look you would have thought it was he who had the pistol I'm going to leave you worry Jimmy answered sweetly without a trace of the excitement. I had feared We're all going back tomorrow creel pointed out. I can't wait till tomorrow said Jimmy I've got to go tonight. You can't go tonight. Yes, I can worry and what is more? I am said Jimmy quietly don't try to stop me it wouldn't do any good and it might do a lot of harm There was not a trace of threat in his tone but his hand fell carelessly to the pistol butt and he stood for an instant looking smilingly into creel's eyes back of that smile was a meaning there was no mistaking creel saw it and drew back a pace he realized the uselessness of argument that's right said jimmy with a nod that's sensible but you'll lose your way creel protested you'll die of thirst i can't lose my way said jimmy the river is to the west i couldn't miss it possibly i have only to follow the moon by night and the sun by day as for thirst i want to load one camel with food and water you have plenty and i'll pay for it and for the camels too if anything happens to them out of my salary i leave all that to you is it so mustafa creel demanded is it so that he can't miss the river if he holds to the west that is so sire said mustafa north and south the river stretches hundreds of miles what provisions will he need he should have provisions for a week sire give him provisions for two weeks said creel or for three weeks if he can carry them that is if he's really determined on this crazy project i am said jimmy if i can't have the provisions i will go without of course you can have them said creel all you can carry and mustafa calling a force of natives hastened to the supply tent a moment later the camels protesting loudly were forced to kneel and one of them was quickly laden i Saw that the other two were fitted with saddles and it occurred to me that jimmy was not taking much of a chance Since he evidently intended taking a guide along no doubt he had already picked one of the men There is one thing worry said Jimmy if you have any extra cartridges for this pistol I wish you would let me have them it isn't my pistol creel began and turned to davis but the latter had already started for our tent he reappeared in a moment a box of cartridges in his hand there you are he said and jimmy slipped them into his pocket with a nod of thanks how about your wound asked creel it ought to be dressed it's all right said jimmy i washed it out and dabbed some iodine on it when i changed my shirt just now all is ready sir announced mustafa coming forward and reporting to jimmy as if to a natural and recognized commander you will not forget the river is to the west always to the west to the south there is only the desert the great desert that star yonder i know said jimmy stand back everybody and suddenly he raised his arm and cracked the whip tina he called i'm ready i'm waiting and again the whip cracked and suddenly i understood I stared toward the door of the woman's tent my hair on end Tina the call was commanding insistent not to be denied The tent flap was thrust aside the girl came slowly out like one walking in her sleep I'm ready Jimmy said again and held out his hand She came slowly forward as though impelled by a force She was powerless to resist and placed her hand in his and he led her forward to the camel's not till then did creel understand no no he shouted that won't do jimmy i won't have that jimmy never so much as glanced at him he only thrust the whip under one arm and drew the revolver from his pocket and held it ready mount tina he said and the girl stepped up into the seat on the camel's back in an instant he had leaped into the other seat the camels rose growling to their feet and then i saw that they were tethered together by stout leading ropes Mustafa had certainly thought of everything For a moment Jimmy looked down into our upturned staring faces and his eyes were like coals of fire Goodbye friends he said Goodbye, Ma Creel. Oh Jimmy she cried and ran forward toward him must you go? Yes, there is no other way He sat an instant longer looking at us and then he struck his camel sharply and turned him toward the desert the others followed we strung along behind overwhelmed inarticulate in a moment we were at the edge of the oasis jimmy looked back at us and waved his hand goodbye everybody he called again the girl stared straight before her out across the sand erect and motionless as though struck to stone spellbound we stood watching them as they faded away through the moonlight my god said creel suddenly he's not going west look he's going south toward the desert he started to run forward stopped came slowly back he's mad said molly bitterly. so is she i have known it from the first but creel his eyes on those dim shapes fading out against the horizon shook his head impatiently they're not mad he said hoarsely they're sane supremely sane saner than any of us Ahead of them is romance, adventure, and they're riding forth to meet it. There's death ahead of them, said Ma Creel softly, and I could see the glimmer of tears which were streaming down her cheeks. There's life ahead of them, said Creel. If we weren't fools and cowards, we'd ride after them. But alas and alas for romance and high adventure! it was toward luxor and civilization and the lights of broadway we turned our faces next day alas for romance did i say for creel perhaps for digby not for me for molly rode close beside me chapter thirty two